The 422nd edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just 5 bucks on football only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code CFBX. And next, we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for an 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 422, going out to one of our friends in the Discord, as per usual, Bayou Funk. I think I may have dedicated one to Bayou Funk already, but here's another one, because Bayou Funk came up with a great new uh, emoji for us, and it is low fight IQ. We hate low fight IQ, us MMA DeGen gamblers and us friends in the Discord and there was some of that on display last night. So thank you for coming up with that idea by you, Funk. And thank you to everyone else for listening to the show. I'm one of the hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. Wasn't a super chalky night last night. Well, it was a good night for me. Maybe it was a chalky night. I'm not sure. Um, I haven't really processed it yet. It was a wacky night. It was a MMA night. We had some MMA results here. Um, and luckily for my uh, co-host, uh, one of the wacky results actually swung in his in his favor, and he got a nice plus one thirty five hit on it. So, let's bring him in now. He's going to say, tell us how he predicted that <laughs> Gamrot's uh, elbow would uh, destroy uh, Fiziev's knee. It's Daniel Gummy Breland. Hello. It actually wasn't even the kicking leg. Did you see the the follow up to it? It was his plant leg that actually oh, dislocated. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, like the the broadcast is originally like, oh, he must have kicked this or must have kicked that. But yeah, it turns out it was his left knee that dislocated. Uh, and it looks like it tore an ACL for Fiziev, um, which is obviously, you know, like, like you said, it, it's fun for me because I had the Gamrot money line. Um, it's a bummer, though, because I, I really thought Gamrot started getting going in that second round, right? Like he, he started getting his wrestling going. He started getting some takedowns. I thought he was, you know, had a really good start to possibly making it around a piece because Fiziev won the first. And uh now we're just going to have people kind of like writing off this victory as a fluke, which kind of sucks to me because like one of these two guys, and I said it before the fight, whoever wins this definitely should crack into that like Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje realm of guys they should fight. And, you know, like Fiziev has already fought Gaethje, so that's, you know, neither here nor there, but they should crack back into that. This could have been that for Gamera, and now instead I think you're going to wind up seeing him fight, you know... The, yeah, I mean, he already fought Armin Sarukian, but the Armin Sarukians of the world, right? Like, that seems what he's going to be relegated to because people are going to write off this victory. Yeah. I'm still stunned that the uh, broadcast team got something wrong. So, sorry, I didn't, I didn't Man, catch they, most of what you said there. <laughs> they, they, were, they were on one uh, oh, for sure were. last night. Uh, I don't know. 
that there's a worse team than Cruz and Bisping when they're together. Yeah. Because, because they're it's like, bad. yeah, the, the problem is, is that first of all, Cruz hates every single referee. So anytime uh, a referee does anything, they're an idiot. Um, and he'll go, he'll, he'll take that to his grave. And also neither of them clearly understand the scoring, but that's maybe not unique no. to these two, but they hate each other. Like, it's so obvious that they hate each other and they just spend all of this time trying to one up each other. Um, and both doing so in dumber and dumber ways every time. Uh, also, the amount they talked about Hannah Goldie's strength as she was getting manhandled, <laughs> it just is perplexing. You know, like she yes. was getting, and, and don't get me wrong, she's probably stronger than Mizuki in a way, but the fact that Mizuki is then bodying her shows like, why are we talking about this girl's muscles when we should be talking about the other one's technique? She looks like a bodybuilder. That's why it's easy. Oh, she must be strong. She, has she looks like she looks like she has an ex-boyfriend who tested positive for steroids twice. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah, the, 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 that's the uh, least problematic thing that guy did. Is, yes, that's true. Uh, He's also a scumbag. But also, <laughs> you know, she got she got buff around that same time. You know, draw your own conclusions. <laughs> All right. Uh, we did. And we shall. Uh, she's not long for the UFC anyhow. So we don't really have to worry about Hannah Goldie. But yeah, it was a uh, interesting night, uh, to say the least. Um, we should probably recap it, shouldn't we? We probably should. That's what we're here for. These re recap episodes usually go long because we uh, have lots to talk about. I don't know if there's anything really, especially with the how the main event went. I don't know if there's anything really um, meaningful uh, happened last night. But we'll we'll speak about that very very shortly. As everyone's turning off the podcast, as I tell them, it's not going to be meaningful. It's, I'm going to tell you about DraftKings. <laughs> no, it's not meaningful. DraftKings is meaningful. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers come at $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Go Cowboys. I think, isn't their line like double, di double digits for yeah, I think today's game? I think they're minus 14 and a half. Uh, but Gummy they should take it anyway. They should handle that. All right. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code SGP. New customers can bet at just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And with your winnings, head over to Game Time. You won't have to spend too much there because they have the best deals on tickets, but you can spend some of your money on Game Time. Treat yourself. Buy some tickets last minute, early, however you want them, for whatever you want. Game Time's the place to be because Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more, aka MMA. Game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So you make money there. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I didn't mess up the code this time. I had to slow down, but I didn't mess it up. All right. People will listen whether it was meaningful or not, Dan. People listen to our episodes from months ago still for some reason. So it must be the amazing charisma. Yeah, I, I think it's got to be. You know, it, th these are evergreen, man. 
<laughs> yes, they are evergreen. Last night's event, not not so evergreen. UFC Fight Night, Fizia versus Gamrot. Lucky it was just in the UFC Apex. Wasn't uh, in front of a paying crowd. We pretty much covered the main event already. Matias Gamrot won via a knee injury on Rafael Fiziev's behalf. Uh, round two, 203 into the round. Not much else to say about it, right? Gumby hit a plus 135, was it? Something like that? Yes, 135. So Gumby left happy. Yeah, uh, I'm not even sure that I leave happy because like I said at the beginning, I'm not sure that this gives Gamrot the boost that he needs. Uh, And, you know, whether or not I wanted Fiziev to win or thought he was going to win or whatever, like him being out of commission is not good for MMA. He's so fun to watch. Um, So like, yeah, it's kind of a bummer that we wound up with the ending we did. You know, I'll take the cash, but uh, yeah, that's not fun. No, co-main event. God was on. Bryce Mitchell's side, and he uh, took care of Dan Ige. 30-27, 29-28, 29-28. had a argument that Ige won the fight. You, you, There is an argument that you could have given him the first two rounds. Um, but apparently the refs don't know that we're, we're supposed to worry about damage and, uh, and putting the other fighter in danger rather than just uh, effective grappling because the grappling won the day for Bryce Mitchell. Yeah, but I would say this, too. So you're right. We do talk about damage, and, and the way the criteria is written up is, like, who it, – it's basically written up as who is closer to finishing the fight. Um, and, and that means – that could mean by having a choke in deep, which doesn't actually cause any damage, or that could mean by throwing a big haymaker right hand. Um, and depending on which one's closer, that that's sort of what you get. I, I would argue that the positions that Mitchell was in – could have won him either of those two rounds. Personally, I scored one for Ige. I scored two for Mitchell and obviously three for Mitchell too. So I think the 29-28 cards are fine. I think you could have defended 29-28 to Ige. I think you could also defend 30-27 for Mitchell. I don't even think that's a bad scorecard. So the whole gamut of, of possible cards here was fine to me. Yep. Are we any more impressed with Bryce Mitchell after that yes. performance though? Yes. Yeah. You are good. Does. All right. Yeah, Explain. Nobody, no, nobody does that to Danny Gay. You know, like, uh, you know, you can go back and you can look and Danny Gay's got some like, you know, ugly losses here and there, right? Like he lost to Josh Emmett or Chan Sung Jung or whatever, but like nobody's ever like taken his back and put him in danger like that. Um, or like, I mean, like Bryce Mitchell got to his mount twice in two consecutive rounds and Danny Gay needed the bell to get out of there. Like, he, he, and he did everything right. Like, he was shrimping correctly. He was bucking correctly. He, like, was using his hips well. Like, and he just wasn't getting out of it. And that just shows that, like, Bryce Mitchell is still kind of that guy grappling. I think I maybe wrote him off after the Tapuria fight. But, you know, like, th- this probably just shows how impressive Tapuria is at the end of the day. So there you go. Um, and if you didn't see Bryce Mitchell being introduced uh, at the starting of the fight, make sure you go back and watch that because it was it like, had it had some it had some Diego Sanchez vibes. Oh yes, it's remember true. when Diego Sanchez came true. out with the crucifix? Like it? Yes, yeah, it, I forgot. Was, uh, yes, of course. And he he was yelling. Was that when he was yelling yes or no? Because I think he I think oh, we have one of each for for Diego Sanchez. Oh, so much fun, so much fun. Um, Bryce Mitchell brought the fun back in MMA. So we we whiffed on that underdog. Gumby went dog dog to end the night. One of them hit, which is nice. This one did not. But like I said, Ige fought for our money. So did Mahina Hot Higas, even though the referee Kerry Hatley uh, did not want us to win this fight. 
She battered Michelle Waterson Gomez as expected. TKO punches 242 into the second round. This fight ended about five minutes uh, in fight time too <laughs> late. Um, Waterson Gomez was getting destroyed in the first round, was not fighting back. She was doing all that she can to try to defend herself, uh, not very well. Wasn't fighting back. The fight should have been stopped. because, she, Like I said, she wasn't fighting back. But instead, she got to get beat up some more. Um, we eventually won. Uh, guys looked good, but it was against Watterson Gomez, so doesn't really mean much at this point. Yeah, Carrie Hatley must have uh, tailed our underdog fantasy picks for this week, because if you were on our Twitter, our, uh, Twitter X or whatever the hell it's called now... Um, we we said uh, we had we had Michelle or uh, Marina Rodriguez uh, over fifty five and a half fantasy points, and she uh, she very easily handled that thanks to the fact that she landed like two hundred straight punches in a row. Yeah, that was it was wild. Michelle Watterson Gomez is tough though, Dan. She's tough. Yeah, is she even though? <laughs> I mean, no. like she didn't oh. go cold, but like. Well, I, there's more than being tough than just like not yeah. being knocked out, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess she was swinging back. I, maybe I should be giving her more credit. It was just like <laughs> she was never in this fight is my problem, and now she's lost six out of seven. Yeah, and she didn't put her gloves down in the ring. I was hoping that she would put her gloves down, but no, she's gonna make this difficult, is she? And there was also I, I'm just gonna throw this back here too because I'm saying she she's lost six out of seven. There's also an argument that she lost that one that she has a win for it, right? That was a uh, five-round split decision over Angela Hill. And if I'm remembering correctly, I think I scored it for Watterson, but there were plenty of people who scored it for Angela Hill. So, like, she could be on a seven-fight losing streak right now. Well, you and I are firing her, but will the UFC Hell release no. her? No, no, she can, no. She can leave whenever she wants. All right, she's sticking around. Does this and this doesn't mean anything for Mahina Hadhigas either, right? This this should have been a meaningful fight for her, but after looking the way she's looked two two fights before that, this is just her getting back on the winning track against a fighter who's shot. Yeah, this was the perfect kind of matchmaking for her, having had like a rough go of it lately. Like I I like that move. Uh, giving yeah. her Michelle Waterson was the perfect move for her, and I hope. I hope they don't give her who she asked for because I know you don't listen to post fight interviews. I know <laughs> that's the thing. Um, did you happen to see who she asked for? No. Tatiana who? Suarez next. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Yeah, that's a really bad idea. Michelle Waterson took you down, girl. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not you're not keeping your feet against Tati. Um, no. So yeah, like that's that's a terrible call out. But uh, I like that she's still pushing for the top of that division because she's. I mean, let's face it. She's really good on the feet and really good in the clinch. So, yeah, uh, yeah book her with somebody who will throw with her. Yep. Uh, next, the only prop lock dog parlay that came through for either of us, uh, Brian Battle, was my lock. He did come through. A little tentative in, in the first round, but he was just being uh, just being patient. And he took care of T-Rex arms, AJ Fletcher. Submission, rear naked choke, 432 into the second Brown. These guys look like they were in different weight classes. Yeah, I mean, well, Brian Battle used to be in a different weight class, and he was yeah. a tall, he was a tall middleweight, and now he's a very tall welterweight. And yeah, he's AJ so Fletcher. Thin now. So, yeah, he looks great though. You know what I mean? Like he he looks like the shape that like elite MMA fighters are. You know what I mean? Like before he was thick around the middle and like not even particularly strong, and now he's like strong and lean and got great reach and 
his striking has really come around, and uh, he reminded us yesterday that he is a grappler primarily. So uh, all that fun stuff. Yep. Thoughts on him going forward? I mean, keep moving him up the ladder. I mean, he's he's now three and one at welterweight, with his only loss being uh, what's his face, um, the guy who isn't brave. Why am I blanking on his name right now? You you know who I'm and talking not- about. He he lost to uh, oh Renat Fakhradinov. Um, yes. So he lost to Renat Fakhradinov. He's beaten two legitimate dudes in Fletcher and Gabe Green. Uh, Takashi Sato maybe not so legit anymore. Um, but it's all three finishes, and he lasted with Renat Fakhradinov. So, you know, maybe not a maybe not a top fifteen guy yet, but maybe uh, who we're going to talk about in a second. Maybe somebody like Tin Means. Oh, okay. Uh, first of all, uh, we're getting rid of AJ Fletcher, right, and his little tiny baby arms. Um, what what's that making? One in three. One in three in the UFC. Three. He won what his last he, two fights. Did he beat, ago, he beat Themba Garimbo, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's the guy The Rock bought his house for him. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, I think probably, sadly, that's it for A.J. Fletcher. You're, you're out of here, A.J. Fletcher. All right, yes. Um, oh, I was thinking we were moving to Tim Means, but no, we're moving to uh, a Canadian that screwed me over. I shouldn't have faded the Canadian, but I did anyhow. He didn't screw Charles you over. Dr- Hicardo Hamos no, screwed you over. Ricardo Hamos <laughs> looked, looked really horrible. This was the low fight IQ. Uh, one of the prime examples of it last night. Um Made sure he got himself guillotine choked. When the choke wasn't good enough, made sure he, he got himself in a better position to get choked even worse by Charles Jordan. 312 into the first round. Jordan came through. We had uh, Ramos as a dog, and he did not fight for our money. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I feel satisfied about that pick after the fact because Hamosh, I, I think, showed he had more talent uh, in this fight, right? Like, he kept... Going to the ground with him, he could score the takedowns positionally. He was doing smart things. And if he had kept doing smart things, I have no doubt in my mind he would have won that by decision. He he clearly has the talent to beat Charles Jordan, but the brain thinking did not go so well for him. <laughs> nope. No, it did not. The brain thinking did not go so well. And it didn't go so well for us uh, picking him in that fight. We only hit two fighters on the main card. Um, lucky we hit some dogs coming up. So, um, all right. Prelims. Miles Johns. Here's one of my dogs. Adam at plus 154. He came through for me against Dan Arjueta. Very good fight. Fight of the night, actually. No, actually, it should have been. It could have been fight of the night, but it wasn't. Uh, Miles Johns defeated Dan Arjueta. Correct decision. 30-27, 29-28. Yeah, I thought it was closer than that. I, I was Maybe yes. I was watching it with rosy-colored glasses, but... <laughs> I really thought our ghetto was was stealing some of those rounds, but the power of Miles Johns, which the broadcast kept saying, I must have been <laughs> underrated. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Miles Johns, like I said, he's only lost two fights, like I said in, in the previous list, which it seems like he's lost more, but he hasn't. So I don't I don't know what that says about him, but um, he's on the right track winning again. Uh, then Gumby is it, got is a it big just because hmm. Is it just because his losses are kind of shitty? Maybe. Like no, no offense, yeah, I don't but like know he, what it is. he was he was choked out by John Castaneda, um, and remember that was also the fight where he tested positive for Adderall. So like, and, and not that John Castaneda is not good, but like you know, that that being one of John Castaneda's three wins in the UFC is maybe it doesn't bode too well for him. So like maybe it's just that he doesn't have a a signature win, and his two losses are kind of lackluster, and like both put him out cold. There you go. Gumby throwing shade. 
John Castaneda is the unsuspecting victim. I love uh, the sexy Mexican. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, all right. This is and this is Gumby's big hit. This is what I wanted to get to for him. He had Timmy's at plus 160. Took care of Andre Fialo, who's a frustrating fighter. I'm cutting him now, Dan, because I think that's four straight losses for him. So he's getting cut. He got TKO punches. 115 into the third round by an old man, Tim Means. So I will say there's one thing that could possibly save him. So first of all, that's four straight knockout losses for him too. Yes. Um, yeah. Not just four straight losses. However, the crew of guys he's lost to are pretty good kickboxers and pretty good at knocking people out. Like Jake Matthews, Muslim Salikov, Tim Means, Joaquin Buckley. Like the worst fighter in there might be... Is it maybe means maybe Buckley? So I like you know six on one hand, half dozen yeah. on the other. Uh, I I like I think either of them is the worst. But like so he's lost to good people, and also none of those fights are boring. So like he's hey, got fight of the night going. last night. Yeah, he's got that going for him. So like that's totally the type of person the UFC will just like wheel out to fight. You know, if Brian Battle had lost last night, that's the person they'd roll out to let Brian Battle get back in it. Um, yeah. you know, like, so, you know, he's a, he's a get back in it guy. So like, they might have one more fight for him somewhere in there. Um, but hey, no, Tim Means, I, I, I know like I'm ready to cut him too, but Tim Means look good in there, right? Tim Means is sharp. Yep. He did. He was, uh, not handling the power too well. Like, uh, Fiello had him anytime he was landing, it was problems, but luckily Fiello decided he was going to grapple after after that at one point he, he had good fight iq last night as well so i think that's um, just his gas tank i think he's just got no yeah i, and no, I said it true. in the discord like and i said it on wednesday i said he's got six seconds of gas and if he knocks you out in that six seconds well it sucks but if you survive yeah. that six seconds of power he's gonna throw there's nothing left very very true gumby nailed it again um he nailed that underdog and underdog fantasy is where i'm transitioning to to now just because the word's underdog uh underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five four five plus from now until october 4th underdog is matching 100 of first deposits up to 500 bucks plus listen to all this stuff hundred thousand dollar sundays continues on underdog fantasy a total of two million in prizes all season long hundred thousand in prizes this week ten thousand to ten people this week New sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. This week, if you get it in time, if you get this in years in time, you, you probably will. This week's higher or lower is Tyreek Hill receiving yards, 91 and a half. Higher or lower, Gumby says higher. And even if you're wrong and Gumby's wrong, you still have a chance to win 10000 bucks. So make watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to 500 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And Hall of Fame Bats is on board with us. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bats. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player, props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame Bats revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Start all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. 
All right. Tim Means, we talked about how good he was. Cody Brundage got himself hit, <clears throat> hit in the back of the head while he was getting ground and pounded to a, a bloody, oblivion. And he won via disqualification, illegal elbow. Jacob Malkoon was the perpetrator here, 415 into the first round. This was the bad beat of the night. We had Malkoon at minus 485, and he was dominating this fight. Brundage had nothing for him until his back of, back of his head got in the way. Yeah, I, I think I said on the show, I, I'm not betting him at negative 485. Uh, you know, like that was our official pick. We thought he would win. Um, but if you were chilling in the Discord, there were a whole bunch of people holding Cody Brundage by KO or DQ tickets at like yep. <laughs> at like 10 to 1. So they were all pleading for him to take uh the easy way out. And and like I'm always I'm always hesitant to say easy way out here too, because everybody's like, oh, he's acting and it doesn't look real and like I, I get it. I get that. Like, sometimes it looks like they're maybe milking it or wincing their eyes more, but like, also like, Hey, uh, let me come elbow you in the back of the head and see if you want to keep fighting. Uh, I don't want to yep. fight in the first place. Never mind After I've been elbowed in the back of the head. And he was already beat up by that point too. So who's to say, was it? The, yeah. Was I mean, he could, shot he could be dizzy from the shots. Yeah. hundred percent. Yes, exactly. He's getting destroyed. So that was, Unfortunate you, to say the least. What do you think they do with Cody Brundage? Because I'm not, I, I'm not looking for this guy's job, right? Because I, I actually like Cody Brundage quite a bit. He, he's pretty fun when he's in there, and when he's not, you know, like silly jumping guillotine like he did against Cedricus Dumas or Rodolfo Vieira. But like he knocked out Trayshawn Gar. He did hit that guillotine on Dolce Logianbula, but he was probably ten minutes away here or less from being zero four in his last four. Like yep. Dana, I mean, if he treats Cody Brundage the same way he treats Aljamain Sterling following taking a, you know, a DQ loss like that, I, uh, or a DQ win rather like that. I, I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he did cut him, right? Like Dana hates that shit. Yeah. He's, he's, what could save him is he's takes uh last minute fights constantly. This was a last minute fight. The one before was a last minute fight too, That's I think, true. right? That's your company, man. So Yeah. That that may save may save him. Maybe I hope so. I, I'd like too. to see him get a fun fun <laughs> win in there, or a fun fight in there. We we shall see. Um, that wasn't a fun one for us. This fight was not a fun one, but at least we had the winner, <laughs> Muhammad Usman. I I had him to knock out uh, Jake Collier. It didn't happen. Uh, he did throw more than he usually does. I'll give Usman that. But he defeated Jake Collier 30-27 is a bad scorecard, but the right guy won at least. Yeah, uh, the right guy definitely won, but Jake Collier won the first round so yep. obviously. Um, yep. And, and yeah, I just don't think there's any world where you give Collier two or three. So I think the right scorecard came out uh, with the exception of that one really bad one from Jacob Montalvo. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the I'll take the win. These first three fights were not a ton of fun. No, no, they were not. And then no, first four. And then we had a DQ. That that fight was a bit better. Yeah, yeah. the Malcoon fight was a DQ, so that wasn't good either. Um, we had Usman minus one forty two. Uh, Collier, goodbye. See you later, alligator. Um, women's starweights. Mizuki, she was going by. Um, you may know her as Mizuki. In a way, took care of super strong Hannah Goldie twenty nine twenty eight across the board. This was a yuck fight. We had Inoue at minus two ninety eight. It was a bit better than the opener, but it still wasn't that great of a fight. You you ready to hear my favorite part of the, these scorecards? So first of all, I, I after the fight, I was like, 
well, that's weird. I thought this was going to be 30-27 for real because I, I didn't – I was trying to figure out what round you give Hannah Goldie. Um, you know, I, I thought – I was like, maybe round three was the most likely to be hers. Have you seen the scorecards? No, please tell. No no, no two judges gave her the same round. Uh, David Leatherby oh, David Leatherby gave her the first Jun- – which is, by the way, maybe the most egregious. Uh, Junitro Camillo gave her the second, and our girl Adelaide Bird gave her the third. So uh, two out of three <sighs> judges gave every single round to Mizuki Inoue. Uh, and for some reason, one of them gave each round to Anna Goldie. <laughs> Fantastic. And then the opener we got wrong. It was a, we didn't get it wrong. That was a bad fight, but we got, got the, the winner wrong. Montserrat Rendon, slow motion punch, um, quicksand puncher, took care of Tamir Vidal, Vidal, 29, 28 across the board. Ouch. Yeah. Vidal looked, uh, first of all, she, she didn't look great in her first couple of fights, but like she looked extra bad in this one. The thing that I just don't get is like when she got taken down, you know, like there are some people who like don't have an idea how to get up or don't have the energy to get up or whatever. Um, and then they just like hold their opponent's head and keep their posture down. She literally just kept making Montserrat Rendon posture up. Like she was just like pushing her shoulders until she was in a good position to punch her in the head. It was one of the <laughs> yep. wildest things I've ever seen and so confusing. Um, also, this was a split decision. I think it was pretty close to going to Vidal. Oh, yeah, I, it was I, a split decision. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I, I didn't mention that. Split decision, 29-28. The only, the only judge who had it our side, Vidal's side, was the one of Gumby's heroes, Chris Lieben, who was making his debut as a judge. So it was good to see he was on our side. Yeah, I, I don't think it, it's a bad scorecard. Like, I... I probably score this for Rendon anyway. That second round is really close. Obviously the first to Vidal, obviously the third to Rendon. And depending on how you sort of scored some of that grappling towards that in that round for Rendon, you might give her that one. But I could see it going for Vidal too. So uh, not a terrible scorecard, but man, I I was wrong to have so much faith in Vidal. Vidal was not good. Uh, And they're both giant fades moving forward, even in a division filled with fades. Women's banner weight, not good. Get rid of it. Start up women's atom weight, right? I'm not going to say get rid of it, but I like their approach right now of like, okay, well, we're just going to keep hiring people. Right. Somebody's got to yeah. work out. Uh, well, you know, somebody it, has to win every fight, right? Eventually. Somebody's I mean, got to win. I mean, I mean, sometimes. Sometimes it's a very <laughs> obvious draw. <It's> true. <laughs> yep. It's true. Sometimes there is a draw. Uh, yeah, wacky night in MMA. Not um, that fun of a night for our picks, at least. I went five and six. Gumby went six and five. You almost broke even. You only lost 11 bucks. I lost 251. So wasn't too much fun. Uh, we were both at uh, the same hit rate as we were going in. I'm at 60% on the year. Gumby's at 56%. I hit my lock, Brian Battle. I missed on Danny Gay. I missed on Usman via knockout. Gumby missed on Vidal as a lock. Ramos or Hamos as a underdog and battle via knockout. He did finish the fight, but not via knockout. And then our super fan Jong, Ungerman Jong, excuse me, super fan parlay, Usman via knockout, Vidal inside the distance did not hit. So boo, a boo night. Lucky we get to forget about it and get some more UFC in our veins this week. No, we don't. No UFC this week, sadly. Um, all right. Oh, the bonus winners means Fialo won the performance of the night. Hadhigas. Sorry, Hartigas Jordan were performance of the night means Fiala were fight of the night. And no, there is no UFC this coming week. Next UFC is October the 7th, my father's 
birthday in the UFC Apex. It is Grant Dawson versus Bobby Green at the top of the card. Let me run through the card quickly for you. We got B. Joe Pfeiffer in the co-main event against Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, Alex Morano, Joaquin Buckley. That should be a fun one. Drew Dober, Ricky Glenn. Another fun one, actually. Felipe Lenz, Jan Kudalaba, Alexander Hernandez, Bill Agio. That, that is the main card. Prelims, or as of now, that's the main card. Prelims, Carolina Kowalkovitz versus Diana Belbicha, Chris Gutierrez, Montel Jackson, Iori Kilang, Johnny Munoz Jr., Nate Manis, Matias Mendoza, Kanako Murado, Vanessa Demopoulos, and just announced Montana De La Rosa, JJ Aldrich. Thoughts, Gumby? Oh, it's a pretty good fight card in terms of i don't know people who i enjoy watching fight right like i, I don't know that we're like i don't know we're learning a lot here other than like this will be a good boost for grant dawson and joe pfeiffer if they they make steps forward but you know i love watching morano and buckley fight uh drew dober is always fun to watch fight and ricky glenn's not in boring fights uh bill algio and alexander hernandez ditto there they're like fun as hell to watch same with gutierrez and montel jackson are they all like unstoppable and unbeatable? Nah, but they're fun as hell. And uh, we get probably a really fun grappling match between Kanako Murata and, and Vanessa Demopoulos. Like that should be fun. Yep. Yeah. There's lots of interesting fun fighters here. So we will be covering that. Not this week though. Next week. What are we going to do this week? Gumby? Do you so, have ideas? Wednesday, uh, Thursday I've been, episode. I've been, I've been trying to put together ideas <laughs> for the Wednesday, Thursday episode. There's like not a lot going on this weekend. So uh, the best I have for you guys right now, and feel free to throw out uh, suggestions in the discord. Should you happen to have them? Uh, but currently my thought process is we're definitely going to do cage warriors for one of them. Uh, there's a cage warriors card happening in Manchester, I believe. Um, and it's got Manchester. some guys. On, it's got some guys on it that you've heard of. One of the Shelley brothers is on there. Thomas Harila is on there. Um, you know, so there's like some decent uh, talent on there. So we'll at least get one show out of that. Uh, in addition to that, we will either uh, take a look at PFL Europe, which is in their yep. playoff stage, um, which should be. I don't know, kind of interesting. There's some fun guys on there, but like, I don't know how interesting it is or whether or not they'll have lines or whether or not you can even watch it. Um, so like, that's a possibility. <laughs> and then uh, I've also thrown around the possibility of doing uh Ryzen landmark six is on Sunday. Um, yeah. Uh, week from today uh, is on Sunday. And guess who's in the co-main event? Who Gumby? Top noise, the Sig Smoker. Nice. So well, maybe that we'll, might be. Maybe we'll mix and match some uh, some PFL Europe and uh, Ryzen for the second episode. Yep, bad week for the UFC to be off. This is everyone. All these other promotions got have to plan the calendars better and see when the UFC is off and then take advantage of it. Uh, at least uh, for our behalf here. Uh, if you have a good idea, hit, like Gumby said, hit us up in the Discord, or if you would like us just to have an episode where we cover a topic and not give picks or something like that. We haven't done that for a while. Like we usually do end of the year um, type of thing, state of the union or anything like that. Hit us up in the discord. Let us know your thoughts. Sports slash discord, or hit us up on Twitter X S G P N M M A Gumby runs that account. Uh, he's also a Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer on there and on Instagram. So you can hit us up at any of those spots um, for anything. Just don't hit us up complaining about stuff. Um, what else? I got a Substack. You can subscribe, get more of my content in your inbox every day, and enter my weekly pick'em contest as moneymma.substack.com. Gumby has another podcast, minus 
my voice, which is a good thing, and it's Top Turtle MMA. He does good interviews every week. Um, a lot of contender series people this time of year, which is nice. Uh, do you know who's on it this week or not yet? Um, so I have uh, so I have two interviews for UFC Vegas 80, which is that Dawson card you mentioned. Uh, yep. They'll be coming out over the next two weeks. I don't know if I'll drop them both okay. this week because I have uh, Vanessa Demopoulos uh, joined me. Oh, she fun. is. Yeah, she's a who. And then uh, I talked to Johnny Munoz Jr. too. And there's a good chance I'm going to be talking to somebody, possibly two people on the Contender Series over the coming weeks. Uh, so if that happens to be the case. Uh, you'll probably get one of the UFC guys and one of the contender series guys each of the next two weeks. Luckily, there's no language uh, restrictions on Gummy's podcast if he has Vanessa Demopoulos on it. Or she no, behaved now. She, she was actually, I don't know that she cussed at all, but she was uh, she was wow. her usual enthusiastic self. Uh, and it's, <laughs> yes. it's never dull when she's on. <laughs> nope. So make sure you subscribe and get in on that Top Turtle MMA podcast. And of course... For all things sports gambling, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com and our Patreon. Help us crush corporate gambling, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Check your feed. We're there again. We got some uh, Dana White Contender Series picks for you. Uh, some winning picks for week. What week are we up to? Eight, right? Week eight. Week eight. Usually we, we, we don't want it to end, but this year, eh, not so much. It hasn't been the greatest season. Maybe it'll pick up this week. We'll see. Um Regardless of, of how it goes, we will give you picks. It'll be myself, the prototype Jeff Fox. And of course, I got to bring along my sidekick, Pooh Bear, Gumby Vreeland. And we uh, will get all that in your ear holes right now. Check your feed. But 